The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode of That's So Retrograde is brought to you in part by our friends at Thrive Market. Head over to thrivemarket.com slash retrograde to get 25% off your first order and a free 30-day trial. Play the jingle. Oh, this USDA organic made. Someone in your life throwing shade. May I suggest holding this jade? On Instagram, it says you meditate. So let your friends know hate or Loving life, learning, getting laid. But some things keep retrograde. Yes, that's so retrograde. That is so retrograde. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. I'm Elizabeth Cott. I'm Stephanie Falcon Simbari. Wow. I know I haven't used Falcon in a while. Guess what? What? But I wanted to use it for today. Yeah. Well, because today we are celebrating the evolution. Our anniversary. Four years, baby. Happy anniversary, friend. Happy anniversary. Cute. I want to think like birthday though. That feels right. but would the birthday be mm. the inception of the idea and this was like the first episode that mm. aired would be like the like consummation of the relationship. That's how we finally fucked. Yeah. <laughs> fucked iTunes. Um, <laughs> I don't know because I've never really been good with the anniversary thing, mostly because I've never right. celebrated one. Mm. So actually same. Yeah. I'm not an anniversary girl. I think like with my high school boyfriend I wanted to, but that's mostly because I was like trying to be controlling because I didn't trust him. Yeah. So every month I wanted to remind him that yeah. we were together, mm-hmm. but we've never needed to do that with each other. Right. Um, we haven't I'm, had to do that because every day is like a celebration. I'm going to go birthday though. Okay. Cool. I feel, cool, cool, cool. You know why? Here's why. I feel like that's a retrograde is totally an Aquarius. Yeah. Because she has her eye on the world at large. She's a big picture thinker. She's forward thinking. She's for the collective. She has a song in the musical hair. Exactly. Yeah. She- <laughs> 100%. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, we just wanted to thank everyone for continuing to tune in, for the new discoverers, to everyone who's made this a community and a show and a, an experience that will be long-lasting in our hearts and minds. Yeah, so thanks. So that's our show today. Bye. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, in honor of our birthday, we're not having we're a show. taking a day off. Um, <laughs> it's no, also- this is- uh yeah, it's a fucking gift. We're yeah. so 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 stoked uh that we get to do this show. It's funny looking back like when you have an idea and then like you just keep doing the idea. It's like I was recently reflecting on it. I'm like that's so weird. We just like would get stoned and talk and then we like had this idea and now it's like our job. Like that's yeah. such a testament to what's possible for anybody. I think yeah, and I said this at our live show in New York which um was around the fall equinox which was when the f- idea was First birthed, and I. I no, that's when how, I inseminated you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this metaphor is becoming way too literal and really kind of gross. I like it. Um, and but it's about honoring your ideas and the importance of yeah. that. And you know, we've had so many people on this show who've talked about following through with an idea and what that is, and the ups and the downs. And but if it's worth following your internal dialogue knows. You'll stay connected to You'll it. You'll stay connected. And also like my, I guess this just hit me so I don't know why but I think it's also like, you know those moments in the middle of the night when you like get woken up and you're like, I have an idea or like mm-hmm. you're about to fall asleep and that's when all your ideas come rushing in. Don't not write them down. Like right. wake up don't be lazy or keep a notebook next to your bed and just jot down or what you're thinking. Your phone. Whatever you want. I prefer the not notes on my phone because the blue light then makes me like awake for a little yeah. bit and I don't try to actually sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, plus it's like a throwback to my grandfather because he used to keep a little notebook next to his bed. Oh, the old timey times. But I think it's really important to like, like you said, honor your ideas, honor your thoughts. Like that stuff that comes rushing in when you're about to fall asleep, that's the fucking gold. So just I encourage you guys to not disregard yourself in that way. Amen to that. Also, happy Chinese New Year, everybody. Year of the pig, guys. Prosciutto for everybody. (laughs) It's a year of abundance, success, joy, expansion. Let's fucking do this, y'all. In the three-year, boy, oh boy, are we supported. Yes, boss (laughs) up, baby. And we just had a new moon in Aquarius. Oh, wow. 
I, I all did, the things. I loved it. I did some stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah, some ritualizing. Some what? Tell us. What'd you do? Look, I woke up yesterday morning and I really, I just, I just had to. You know, I just yeah. felt like I'm feeling ready. The call. I was feeling the call. I was like, okay, these are the things I'm ready to move past. These are the things that I'm ready to call in. And this weekend was kind of, I had a little bit of like an emotional, like surprising Momentum. little breakdown, mm-hmm. which I wasn't expecting. And then I was reading about it and it was like this weekend was the clearing to what's coming, Ooh. to like the opening. Mm-hmm. And I really, I was really vibing with that. I vibe with that. Yeah. You know what else I vibe with? What? Today's conversation about chronic pain, we we alluded to it last week. We're going to get into it with Nicole Sachs in a little bit. But you know what else is like chronically hard for me? What? Finding a bra that fits. Girl, same. I've had the same strapless bra for three years, and what was once flesh-toned is now looks like it was smushed in the dirt. <laughs> but hey, when you find something that works, that's Never the thing. Like, how many it. girls have just like one or two bras that they use? Hand-raised. Yeah, Hand-raised. And one of those bras, actually two of them at this point now, I've gotten into third love. Me too. You know about them. You heard about them. You've probably seen the commercials on TV. I'm so impressed by this situation. It's an amazing scenario. So you go online. You go to thirdlove.com. You go and you take their little fit finder quiz. But it's not like an annoying quiz. It's actually like a very dialed in quiz in which they're like, what's the bra that you wear most often? And they actually had And then they make a you describe your option. They you describe your boob size, and me and Elizabeth both had to ask each other which are, which ones are my boobs. Yeah, we showed nipples the whole thing. It was a really cute. Are my nipples moment. on the outside or on the inside? Are they pointing in? <laughs> or out. We're not sure. No perspective on self. But yeah, so you you take what is it like six questions? It's pretty mellow, and then they just match you up with what possible bras would work for you. I went with the classic plunge bra and the seamless lounge bra. Oh, yeah. Mine is just like a very basic, like gentle half cup, and I got mm-hmm. it in this really cute pink color. And I shit you not, I've been wearing it every single day, and I don't know why I got another light color bra. I keep doing this to myself. It's giving me like a nice shape. <laughs> me too. Which I'm not used to because I'm I'm a smaller boobed. I don't even have boobs. It's like very less there than than more there. Yeah. And so it's been kind of a nice, like, I feel like a woman now. And if you don't have tiny boobs and you have big boobs, don't worry, because 3rd Love offers cups from sizes A through H and bands up to size 48. So there is something for everyone. And if you do have a size 48, please ship some of your titties over here to that Retrograde because we need it. (laughs) And you can get half sizes. You can order a bra and they'll send you two sizes to see what, I mean, it's just like a great situation. You can send back if it doesn't fit. I feel like they've really taken the once horrible bra shopping experience and fixed it. Head over to Third Love, that's T-H-I-R-D-L-O-V-E dot com slash retrograde because we got a code for you. Hell yeah, 15% off your first purchase. That's one five percent off with code retrograde at thirdlove.com. We're so excited because now that we've gotten our boobs and our backs comfortable. Yes, we've worked out the mind-body connection when it comes to bra fitting. <laughs> yeah. And now we're going to talk about the mind-body connection when it comes to health. Let's welcome Nicole Sachs to the show. Woo, 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 woo. Welcome to the show. Nicole is a mind-body psychotherapist and the founder of Cure for Chronic Pain, which is her website, her YouTube channel, basically podcast, the gospel, podcast yeah. and the gospel that she preaches. So welcome to That's So Retrograde. Thank you. And Happy to be she has here. A book. And the author of The Meaning of Truth, Embrace Your Truth, Create Your Life. Everything you do uh, revolves around chronic pain and the mind-body connection, which is a fascinating concept that we're so excited to be getting into today. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. So I just met you, and right before we started recording, you started telling me sort of how you got here, and I cut you off. Because I was like, whoa, 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 everyone needs to know this. So why don't you um, sort of give us a little bit of your background and how you became the magnificent healer that you are today? Awesome. Well, thank you for saying that. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we were talking about my story and it just seemed like, let's just do it on air. Yeah. Um, so when I was 19, I was diagnosed with a condition called severe degenerative spondylolisthesis. It's quite a mouthful. What a party. It I know. Like. It was super fun. <laughs> um, I was at college. I was freshman and I was pledging a sorority and I was stressed out and whoever knows what was going on in my mind and my what people would understand is my back went out. 
It was an acute pain incident. I had to be literally removed from college, like carried out there of there with by my parents, brought home, and I underwent all the tests, the x-rays, the MRIs, saw the orthopedic surgeon, and I was on all the opioid medications, and they basically said... This is a very serious diagnosis. They, sh- I mean, when when an orthopedic surgeon sees my MRI, they go pale, and this has happened many mm. times throughout my life. Really? Yes. Still to this day. Still to this day. Sometimes I just go in for fun. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to get like, a ride hey, with someone. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so basically, I was given very strict instructions on how to live. I was 19 years old. Let's remember, I was told. No serious exercise, no sports, no riding in the car for more than an hour because the bounciness of the car could affect my spine. I had to sleep in the fetal position, or if I chose to sleep on my back, I had to have my legs at least three pillows elevated. And the the kicker was the likelihood um, that I would ever have a biological child was very slim to right. none. And if I indeed was to be, you know, crazy enough to attempt it. It would probably be with about seven to eight months of bed rest. Wow. And so, you know, at 19, when you're given this kind of diagnosis, you're just like, you know, part of it was shock and I definitely was infused with a tremendous amount of fear, but I was also in a lot of denial. You know, they did say you won't live to 40 without spinal fusion surgery. Holy shit. And that is very invasive surgery that at the time, and this was in 1990, I think, um, they said would involve six weeks in a body cast. <laughs> so at 19, they're not recommending that. They just said, you know, listen, you're not in, in a job with manual labor, so you can probably live out, you know, maybe another decade or two, but you're going to one day need this. And you can't do all those other things either. So I was kind of like, all right. And I started a life of chronic pain. So I didn't have acute pain every day because I mean, you know, that's, they, they gave me steroids and, you know, I was on a lot of rest. And so it calmed down to the fact that I was in chronic pain. I went back to college. I finished out my degree. I lived in New York City. I worked, but always in fear. Always like, oh, no, 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 I can't come to that. Wait, is the car ride going to be too long? Wait, um, no, you guys are going to go rollerblading. I, I don't do that anymore. You know, it was like really sad, actually. Yeah. And so in the by and by, I was in graduate school, and my mom was watching the Rosie O'Donnell show back when she had her daily talk show. Love that show. And, Same. Um, Miss and- it every day. <laughs> And she had a producer on named Jeanette Barber, who is now a friend and a colleague. And she said to me, and she put uh, it out there, Fix Jeanette. It was a segment called Fix Jeanette. You know, Jeanette's in a motorized wheelchair. Um, She can't walk. She's gone to every doctor. She's done everything. There's no answer for her. And what people wrote in is she needs to look at the work of Dr. John Sarno. So my mother calls me in hysterics, like in like (laughs) Jewish mother hysterics, like not crying, not laughing, just like hysterical. And she's like, I know what's wrong with you. This has got to be what's wrong with you. You have back pain based on emotional life. And I was like, okay, okay. I was willing though. Yeah. I was willing. And I bought the book and I started to understand the work. And what my basic understanding was this, we're all shape differently on the inside, just like we all look differently on the outside. And sometimes we have a normal abnormality. So I do have an abnormal spine, but it doesn't account for my pain. And Mm. pain is actually a result of our emotional world affecting our physical world. And at the time in 1990, you know, at the age of 20 something, it wasn't something that I was able to really understand, but I felt something in my soul, which I help people understand every day, which is who cares if it sounds crazy? If this works for me and I can have a full life, I'm going to try it. I'm going to open myself to it. It's kind of like that tingling feeling that you get when you're like, something rings true to you. Yes. And like, that's what you have to honor. It landed somewhere in me yeah. very deep. And yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to actually really be curious about this. Yeah. So I started to do a science experiment on myself. So I would be like waiting tables. Okay. And I would be pissed off because when you're waiting tables, even if there's no one there, you're not allowed to sit down. Also, so it's you're the like, most miserable job. oh, it's so hard. It's so <laughs> awful. Yeah. And so I'd be like standing there and you know, you're shifting your weight and like no one's freaking there and you still can't just like kick back at the bar and sit down. What about if you're like, I'm going to make setups. Yeah. That's how you get to sit down. That's true. But once the first customer comes in, then you're even, you're making setups, life is over. It's so true. And so you're you're done. I work retail, so it's over my head. 
So, but I would have been pissed off working retail oh, too. Oh, you can't sit down doing that no. either. No. Yeah. And so I remember thinking, okay, let's, let's do this. My back was killing me. And I was yeah. like, I'm really mad. And I started having this dialogue in my head, like, you know, what the fuck am I doing here anyway? And I graduated the top of my class and I can't even find, it was like New York City. Like I can't even find a job that I, you yeah. know, and I was going through what I really felt and I was getting just straight up real with myself. And then a customer would come in and I was like, got busy and I attended to my back and I'm like, wait a second, it doesn't hurt anymore. Hmm. Holy shit. Right. I'm like, there's something to this. And that's all I needed was just a crack in my shell. I needed an opening to be like, maybe there is something to this. Let me really, really get into it. And so is I started- Is that what John Sarno had suggested? John Sarno okay. suggests that even though we are all- misshapen we have bulging discs we have different afflictions because it's not just structural stuff it's migraines it's fibromyalgia it's things that can't even have sort of a stamp diagnosis of what's wrong with your body that right. you have it right that our emotionally emotional repression causes our body to choose the physical pain as a diversion from the stuff we can't control oh my yes drop. yeah <laughs> wow wow yeah and okay. and it's so real. It's yeah. so capital R real what is happening to every single person in society based on the fact that they don't understand this. Mm. You know, even if you're just a person with low energy, even if you're the, a person who has, you know, a, a headache a couple times a week, or you just don't know what's, you have irritable bowel disease or so that, you know, you're being told like, you know, things don't agree with you and now you're on an elimination diet or you have skin disorders or you have fibromyalgia, which is a really big one right I feel now. bad for people with fibromyalgia. Fibromyalgia. Nobody believes them. Nobody believes them because they don't have a way to prove it. Yeah. And and the reason why is because it's a mind-body disease. And that is not saying that it's any less real. Right. And that's the most important message of my work because people alienate themselves from my work because they say, and they said this to Dr. Sarno for all the years that he lived and practiced, don't tell me my pain's in my head. Right. I was just going to say that thing that's in your head is somehow like – Negative. Yes. And I seek, I seek to shake the Etch-a-Sketch. And I'll explain Mm -hmm. that. When I speak to groups, one of the things I do is I hold up an Etch-a-Sketch and I say, who knows what this toy is? Most people do. (laughs) Unless they're like 12 years old or under. (laughs) Yeah. And I I don't get it. It's not in my phone. Right. Is it virtual? Yeah. Um, And so, you know, if anybody doesn't know what an Etch-a-Sketch is, it's that old-fashioned toy in the red frame. Yes, yes, where you turn the knobs (laughs) and you you made a picture. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You can't, like, expand it with your fingers. Um, But, you know, what I said is, like, if you make a picture on something and you have an image of what it means for something to be real or what it means for something to be physical or what it means for something to be – for you to be heard, for for it to be something that is acknowledged, if you are coming into my work looking at like that, you're going to – cheat yourself. You're not going to get the full picture. So what I say to people is for the moment, so for, you know, however many minutes that you're going to listen to us talk on this podcast, shake the Etch-a-Sketch. Come in Mm. with a clear screen because the truth of the matter is I don't want to add to the picture you had before. I want to create a new picture. I want to inspire you that what afflicts you may be in your control to change no matter how hard it is. I have seen absolute miracles in my practice. I have people who are in wheelchairs who are now playing 18 holes of golf, running marathons for real, for real. I have document, these are all documented clients. I have people that were on disability for seven years who do this work for six months and are back to work full time. So this is like real shit. This is, you know, it's not like hippy dippy emotional stuff. This right. is science. So is the biggest resistance the getting over the hump of believing that it's possible? Because I bet once you get over the hump, then people are like suddenly healing. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, there's three facets to my work. Yeah. Believe. Yeah. Do the work, which we're going to talk about. Yeah. And patience and kindness for yourself. Three facets, and all of them are are equally important. Yeah. But without believe, you're not going to get anywhere. You're going to spin your wheels. How do you get people to get there? And is it frustrating for you when they won't? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, in a word. Yeah. Um, here's how I get people to get there. Well, you know, here's the thing. I seek to raise the bottom. I seek to, you know, when I'm when I'm speaking about my work, I seek to raise the bottom because the way I get people to get there, truthfully, they're fucking desperate and they've tried everything else. <laughs> right. Okay. They come <laughs> yeah. crawling through my door, like dragging behind them all the shit that has happened to them. Yeah. They are basically eating three foods. They've had a surgery. They're miserable. They're on disability. You know, they've they've basically made their life this big, you know, a tiny, tiny life. And 
I say, I have a solution. And they say, fine, whatever. I'll try anything. Mm. And then these people are like amazingly, miraculously better. And what I say, you know, out there is the life you save is your own. You know, this is your life. Like, how important is it? How important is it to you? You know, how long do you want to suffer? That's that's what I tell people. Because when people take it as their own power, they'll do anything. Yeah. And, and then I say, let your body be your proof. I'm going to explain to you that either you choose to believe this or you suspend your disbelief, right? You just decide, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it full on and do the work and watch my body. And every single person who listens to me with their heart, you know, opens the and, and is willing and does the work says, oh my God, they call me. And it's so funny. The first line is always the same. You're never going to believe it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, but guess what? Yeah. yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah. You're never going to believe it. I, you know, I walked half a mile and I didn't even feel my hip pain. And I'm like, I know, I know, because I understand exactly what's going on in your body. And here's what's, let's, let's just talk, let's go straight to the science because people look at my work and oftentimes they mistake it for either I'm telling them that the pain is in their head, which I am not. Let me be very clear. Every, every symptom that I treat, which is anything from all the things we've discussed, which is like all the mind-body disorder, I mean, all the uh, physical disorders, which is fibro, um, migraines, irritable bowel, skin disorders, and then any chronic pain, neck, back, shoulder, knee, foot, elbow, um, and many more. Are you also treating like ADD and depression and anxiety and stuff like that, or you're just kind of like someone else can do that? Well, I'll I'll say this, and and, um, Elizabeth and I were talking about this before. I think everything in the world is affected by the mind-body system. For sure. Because sometimes you feel things in your heart and sometimes you feel things in your body. So even period cramps, we were talking about period cramps before the show, that it doesn't mean that I can eliminate period cramps with my work, but I will promise you that if you are keyed up and worried and putting a lot of meaning into your cramps and worried you're not going to be able to have that appointment or do that thing or be at your kid's thing or whatever it is, your cramps will be worse. Yeah. Your mind-body system is in effect with everything that you do. And so depression and anxiety are absolutely equivalents of these mind-body disorders that I treat and also autoimmune disease. Yeah. So I can't, you know, just just like... No MRI is ever going to look like I don't have spondylolisthesis in my back. Yeah. Like it's still – I could take the picture today and it's going to look the same, but I have zero back pain. Yeah. So I have a client who had lupus. I'm sure if they did give her the test for lupus, she'd still have lupus, but she has no symptoms of lupus. I have something like that. When you take my blood, there's like some really high level because of like a B12 deficiency that right. I have, but I don't have the symptoms of the thing that you're supposed to have. Yeah. They're well, like, why are these levels so high? You're supposed to be dead. I'm like, I'm not. Oh, but here I am. So I'm feeling fully alive. Yeah, but it's like that thing where I'm not like victimizing myself by the thing. You're not making meaning out of it. Yeah. And because meaning cultivates fear. Yeah. And, and chronic pain is not an epidemic of pain. It's an epidemic of fear. Mm. And people need to understand that because that is a profound shift in the way that they function by understanding that their fear is fueling the meaning, which is fueling the pain. And I teach people how to how to get past that. So essentially what's happening in your body, like I said, this is not emotional, like, you know, we're three girls talking about our feelings. Like that is not what this is. This we is love later that. that. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, when do we get to that part? <laughs> it's talking about your feelings is the crux of it, but people just need to know that this is science, right? So your nervous system seeks to protect you from these things because the emotions are seen as a greater predator than the pain. So if you're, you know, we are the same as early man, they, the primitive brain, which is the brain stem, also called the reptilian brain, was the first thing to evolve in man. You know, it's like we have plenty of other evolution after that, but we are the same in that way. And so your nervous system doesn't ask your permission, right? If there's a saber-toothed tiger in your peripheral vision, your nervous system, you don't get to say, ah, I'm going to be scared of that or I'm not. It's, it's reflexive. It's going to react to protect you. Right. It's fight or flight. Essentially what chronic pain is, is an extended version of fight or flight. It's, it's sustained fight or flight where we can't get out of it and we don't know how. Even if you believe in it, you don't know how. So, you know, I don't know. I feel like I'm talking on and on. No, no. <laughs> Everything you're saying, I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Truth. Yes. Go. Keep going. <laughs> Hold up. Pardon this interruption. We have an important discovery to discuss. You guys have often asked us about what natural deodorants to use, and we have made a decision, and we are here to talk about it. We've been out on these streets, 
smelling good, smelling bad, all in the name of figuring it out. And we found, drum roll please, native deodorant. Oh. Formulated without aluminum, paraben, sulfites, phylates, triclos, all, talc, all of the things that we can't pronounce, but because we can't pronounce them, we're probably sure it shouldn't be going on our bodies. We're probably sure. We yeah. really don't know because we don't know what they are. <laughs> but I think they're linked to cancer, so we don't want them. Made in the USA with ingredients thoughtfully sourced from around the world, no animal testing, and delicious smelling underarm offerings. Native deodorant is formulated with coconut oil, which is antimicrobial, shea butter, which is moisturizing, tapioca starch, which absorbs all your wetness. Sorry, Sorry for saying wetness. wetness. That is not what I ever want to come out of my mouth. But you guys know what I mean. It gets damp. It does. Native is really exciting. They've been featured all over. They have a lot of different scents. For me, I like the coconut vanilla. Ooh, I like the lavender and rose. And they also have a cucumber and mint and a eucalyptus and mint. Amazing. Also, if you check out their website, they have all their product offerings. And if you really sweat a lot and need tons of deodorant, you can subscribe and get deodorant delivered to your door on a monthly, bi-monthly, tri-monthly, quad-monthly, whatever you want, whatever you need, they're there for you. Whatever floats your boat. So let's head over to Native Deodorant. Dot com and use promo code retrograde. And you'll get 20% off your first purchase. Again, that's native deodorant. N-A-T-I-V-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T. How hard was that for you to spell deodorant? So hard. Dot com. <laughs> promo code retrograde. 20% off your purchase. Let us know how it goes. Yeah. Send us pictures of your sweating and non-sweating armpits. We love you guys. Thank you. Back to the show. So with the so what you're doing is basically separating that knee-jerk response? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So the program I teach people is called Journal Speak. Okay. So when I say my work has three facets, believe, do the work, and patience and kindness, the yeah. Journal Speak is the do the work. Okay. So what I teach people and, you know, tons of stuff out there so you can learn because obviously, you know, we're never going to get to everything in one podcast, but I teach people a process by which they can journal to the place where these repressed emotions live and release them. And when they come up and your nervous system is no longer spending all that energy to keep them away and they're no longer, they're revealed as not being a greater predator because you felt them, right? This is when we get to feel our feelings. We feel our feelings and then the pain, this, this pain signals literally stop firing. Ooh. So that's when people say it, you won't believe it because the the body is not against you. Right. We are in a beautiful, you know, when you're having um, a physical chronic pain, your nervous system is working perfectly. Your body is perfect. It is saying your mother-in-law and her criticism of you is such a predator that you better get a migraine so you lay in bed and don't go to that family dinner. Dead. Wow. Do you understand? This is yeah. like a loving, protective function that your body is going through. But if you can get to your journal speak and you can say – and. And okay, I'm going to say this, just preface it. Journal speak is ugly. It's supposed to be. Meaning what? It's fuck my mother-in-law. I, I don't give a shit what she thinks. I've never liked her anyway. And she's fat. Okay? <laughs> that, is, that is journal speak. Right. It's because like the worst of the worst. It's, the, it's a five-year-old. It's a, We're all five years old inside. But we aren't allowed to be five years old. We have to be grown-ups. So and we're true. freaking pissed. We are pissed all the time and we're scared all the time but we're mature and we have to save face and we don't want to talk about that right but we are and it has to come up somewhere yeah and what we do is by design because our nervous system is working perfectly we repress we repress we repress we put it away because guess what you have to have dinner with your mother-in-law okay right. you do it's like freaking rude if you don't go right and then you have to deal with all the fallout if it's rude that you don't go so you you know so but if you have a migraine you don't have to go <laughs> Your body's like, so I got you. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm, it's true. Yeah. It's true. And so what people need to, to get is if you do a regular journal speak practice, and what I teach people to do is I don't care how you feel about it, you do it every day. You do it every day until your pain goes away. And then you can do it kind of like as like an upkeep. You know, I don't do it every day anymore. But if I get a headache more than one day in a row, I'm going to do it because I have to take care of myself. I think one important thing to note on the journal speak is you tear it up afterwards. Yes. So you can just really get it out there and not yes. worry about revisiting it three months later and feeling awful about it. <laughs> so um, do you guys want me to tell you a personal story? Please. I just have one question okay. before we – what's the prompt? Because like I feel like if you, if you meet someone and you're like, okay, so you have this hip pain and it might be from 
mind yeah, they, body. They have them. You have them talk. Obviously, how do they? Because I feel like some people would have a hard time like knowing. Going in. Yeah. Or yeah, and like knowing what to even isolate. Like if you asked me what my stomach pain was about, for example, I don't know that I would necessarily know right, right. away. It might take me like four or five pages of journaling. Absolutely. Not that to be like, oh, yes. I feel this way. Yes. Okay. So what I teach people to do is the first thing you do is you sit down and you write three lists. Okay. Childhood, daily life, and personality. Okay. Okay. So childhood is everything up until what you would consider your daily life. Okay. And it's just bulleted. Nobody needs to understand it but you. It could be like a bullet could be like my dad. Dad. I was going (laughs) to (laughs) say. We get each other. We know. You had that dad? I had that dad. (laughs) Or a bullet could be, you know, um, money. Or a bullet could be the girl girl in third grade, (laughs) right? Okay. (laughs) Like, so it doesn't, like, it's just a list that just needs to mean something to you. And then daily life, you know, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your money, your apartment, your dying dog, your old mom, your whatever. Okay. And then personality tends to be people who get a lot of mind body perfectionist, goodest, you seek a lot of approval, you want everybody to like you, you're a bit codependent, Mm. you know, everyone else has to be okay for you to be okay, you get super uncomfortable if someone's mad at you, you know, that probably applies to a lot of us, but that's very, very apropos for people who get mind-body stuff. Okay. And so you make this list, and what I teach people is you sit down every day, you take a look at the list, and that thing that you look at that you say, I'm not talking about that. That's the one. Oh, there you go. Put it down on the paper, set your timer on your phone for 20 minutes and turn it over so you're not looking at it and you just let it fucking rip. And you talk about <laughs> it. You, you have a tantrum. You win every argument in which you've ever engaged. You can be right and then you can cry and say, guess what? I was wrong. Yeah. You know, it's, it really, it, it, it is such a beautiful thing. In the end, it brings you to a place of such personal reckoning with, because once you get it out, what somebody did to you, a lot of times you end up owning your part because no one's listening but you. Yeah. And then you start saying, man, I was complicit, wasn't I? I was part of that. I was there. Or I let that happen to me. Yeah. Or I kind of knew what I was walking into. And even if you didn't, you know, because some abuses that happened to us, especially as kids, we were innocence. We were innocence. We, we had no part in it. I mean, okay, so we can talk about my dad. Yeah. A lot of times when I come to peace about something, so my dad was extremely critical, like drove me with a whip behind me to be a certain thing. I look at the tortured man he, he was. Right. You know, so it doesn't mean I, I am forgiving. I mean, he died when I was 27. It's actually super easy to do work with dead people because they're not hurting you anymore. <laughs> so it's, it is a little easier. There's I, a I, beginning, middle, and an end. Correct. <laughs> correct. And I'm not like going to dinner with him having him be, you know, like a Republican or something because mm. he would have been. Okay. There you go. <laughs> a connection. Think, yeah. <laughs> we would have had a little trouble mm. these days, my dad and I. We've got a lot of trouble. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, then you understand. Yeah. But the thing is, like, I look at the man he was, and I look at how tortured he was, and I look at how he was so dissatisfied with his life, and then he has this child, and he's like, I have something to focus on. This thing will be the best. I can control that. I can control that. I can make this something that takes my day and makes it a little bit easier for Mm -hmm. me. And I was like a freaking human being, you know, so I didn't appreciate that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I have found peace through my journal speak practice because Forgiveness is first and foremost for yourself. Mm. It has nothing to do with the other person, really. You know, I like to say acid does more damage to the vessel in which it is stored than that on which it is poured, right? So I could sit and say, I'm mad at this person. This person did me wrong. But if I can come to peace within myself about it, I'm the one who's having chronic pain over it. I'm the one who's losing sleep over it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not the other person, especially a person who's dead. (laughs) So, you know, there's, there's a lot that comes from this. And so you, you rant and rave. And as Elizabeth said, at the end of the 20 minutes, here's what I do, because I like to do it on my computer. I do it on a pages document. I write it like a maniac. It doesn't matter if you misspell. It doesn't matter if you have typos. At the end of my 20 minutes, my alarm goes off. Sometimes I'm in the middle of a sentence and I've just had it. Sometimes I want to continue to like keep purging it out and getting the thought, but I select the entire document. I delete it and I save the empty document. So it's not in the cloud. The title title is untitled. (laughs) 
No. <laughs> it doesn't. It's an exercise. That just gives you weird chills. <laughs> your computer is like a ghost of your past. It's because it's, it's, but it's it's gone. Yeah. yeah. And you know, and I know a lot of people that like to write longhand. And I said, throw it out, rip it up in like the Starbucks garbage can down the street. Like, don't put this in your in your like garbage can in your kitchen, right. where your boyfriend, girlfriend, kid, whoever, spouse is gonna be like, oh, let me take a look at her innermost. Journal speak is not a language that other people can understand. It's an exercise. I once had an ex-boyfriend find a journal of mine yeah, and not read good. it. And we yeah. got into a huge fight. And I was like, I don't mean any of those things. I say those things so I don't feel those things. And he like couldn't wrap his mind around like why I would say them. Anyways. So you've been doing journal speak without knowing it for a long time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, yeah. and what's also amazing about journal speak is it doesn't stay true. And mm. people need to understand That's this. That's the part. People need to understand this because it's very hard to say, you know, I hate my mother or whatever your, like, your little sensitive area is if you think it's going to stay true. Because then you're like, well, how can I see her then? How can I have a relationship with her? Mm-hmm. I promise you, as you hear me today, it will heal you. It will not hurt you. Okay. So people say like if a tree falls in the forest and no one's there to hear it, does it make a sound? I say, yes, a million times yes. It always makes a sound. It just depends where you're going to hear it. So if I have a feeling that I can't acknowledge and it's falling in my headaches or in my stomach or in my back or in my skin, it's still going to fall and I'm going to hear it, but I might not hear it the way I need to hear it to heal. And so either you're going to, so if, if you have these repressed feelings, you have to let them have a voice. They will never stop poking you. It's like a little kid, right? A little kid's like, hey, 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 pay attention to me, hey. And they're poking you and they're poking you. And then you say, go away, go away, go away. That's the most surefire way for them to continue to stalk you. But if you just stop what you're doing, breathe, get down on their level, look them in the eye and say, what is it? And they're got they and they are gonna look at you and go, hey, look at me, I can do this, blah. And then they're gonna run away. They're only gonna torture you while you're trying to just repress, repress, get it. It's about giving these feelings a voice, and then they lose their power, and then your pain signals stop firing. Wow, mic drop. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Yeah. Wow. I know you said something really profound when we were chatting earlier with is that our nervous system is constantly in conversation with us all day and asking if we're okay. Yes. And all we need to do is tell it that we are. And there's many, many ways that we yeah. talk to it. So your nervous system is asking you a hundred million times a day. Are we okay? Are we okay? Are we okay? And you answer back with fear. You answer back with desire. Okay. This is a really important one. When people are hurting, they want to be well. They want to be well desperately. That is sending the wrong signal to your nervous system. It's not chill. It's Wait, like tell the, me how. It's like the like you it's want one of that the biggest person problems. to text you back and they won't. It's exactly. like that vibe. Whoa. Okay. So here's the best way I can describe this. Similar to a child who takes any attention as good attention. So even if you're yelling at them or lecturing them or putting them in their third time out, they're getting your attention and they're going to continue to act out in order to get that attention. Okay. Okay. So this is like classic child development. And also I'm a mother of five. So forgive me with all these kid references, but it's very much <laughs> part okay. of my we, life. We know ha- people with kids. Yeah. <laughs> we want to have them one day. <laughs> and also it's it's quite a triumph for me because I was told I, was I would say, never have biological have... children. And I have three biological children and two stepkids. Wow. So I have a very big life. And so similar to child who will take any attention as the attention that they're looking for, even though that's hard to believe that a kid wants to be yelled at, they will take that. Your nervous system is asking, are we okay? And any high key energy that is fueled by fear says no. So what? what's like the language of the high key fear energy? So so if, is it like, I'm not okay? Or it's, what is the opposite? It's confusing. Yeah. It's confusing. So it's like, let's say you have a work event coming up, a trip, okay, okay. that you have to take and your back has been really bothering you. Okay. And so now you're on the Dr. Google, right? So you're on Dr. Google and you're going to diagnose yourself. I, I call it Dr. Google because I think people really misuse it and hurt themselves by trying to figure out what's wrong with also, them. Also, everything on the other end of that Google search is terrible. Yes. You obviously are not getting hysterical about things because you're already telling me how you practice journal speak and like you look at things and you're like, oh, that's not going to happen to me. Some people look at that and they're like, that's where I'm going. And they get like keyed up with fear. Right. 
So, but anyways, like people are on Google and they're like, they're freaking out and you've got a work trip coming up. You desperately want to be well for this work trip. Yeah. Okay. So you have the best intentions. You're going to like go to your holistic this and that, and you're going to get a massage and you're going to get acupuncture and all these things are good. Yeah. All these things can be really good for you, but if they're fueled by fear, what your nervous system gets is that we're not okay. And if the nervous system hears we're not okay, it seeks to protect you. So instead of being like, I need to get acupuncture because I need to be better, you're like, I'm totally okay. I'm just going to get acupuncture. It's like a self-care modality. It, it's it's acting with love and not fear. Got it. Okay. So like everything in life can be fueled by love or can be fueled by fear. Same exact actions will have totally different consequences. God, that's true. Right? Mm-hmm. Because what we were talking about when people have back pain, they're like, can I get a massage? And I say, okay. Yes, you can get a massage, of course. But if you go into the massage like, oh my God, I have to get this. And I heard this person is really good. And I've heard other people have been to this person and now they're okay. So I have to because I cannot miss this thing. I have to be at this thing. No. You may not go to a massage then. Sorry. Yeah. But let's say you go to the massage and you say, listen, I'm going through something right now. I'm feeling some effects of it in my body. I know I'm going to be okay, but right now I feel a little scared. It would feel really nice to connect with somebody. I hear great things. I can trust this person. It would feel really nice to feel like I'm not alone. Maybe like this person with their hands on me will make me feel like connected and this person has really good energy. You're allowed to get that massage and it's the same massage. Right. That's the crazy thing. It's the same exact action, but it has different consequences because your nervous system hears, she's got this. I could even feel it in my own body, the difference of those two yeah. things. When yeah. you, even when you just said it. Can you talk a bit about because we all have moments where our our thoughts get the best of us and we can very easily get put under by that mentality. Yeah. And talk can you talk about tricking that fear yes. and how to move out of that? Yes, and this is also an answer to Stephanie's question because it's the same exact thing. How do you tell your nervous system we're okay? Yeah. Okay. And the answer is that this is my interpretation. So, you know, if it's it's not perfect, forgive me scientifically. I believe that at the stage of evolution that we are at in 2019, we do not have the choice whether or not to be scared of something. We can't say, I've chosen not to be afraid of that, which fear needs to be tricked because- Like what you were saying, because of the animal. Exactly. Because if the predator is in my peripheral vision, I'm still not evolved enough to say whether it's going to kill me or not. My nervous system is making that decision for me without my permission. It doesn't ask my opinion. It could kill you. You need to either jump jump high or run faster, freeze in the bushes because it hasn't seen you yet, or fight for your life. Mm-hmm. These are the only, this is all the only things available to me. So fear needs to be tricked. So here's how we trick fear. I know that you want to feel better, obviously, but it doesn't help you to want to feel better. Wanting to feel better with any sort of a charge is telling your nervous system you're not okay. So what I say to people is, do your journal speak practice, practice patience patience and kindness for yourself, meditate for 10 minutes after, so I have like a whole little plan I tell people, and then say, however this goes, it's okay for me. Oh. However this goes. I love that. Hey, you know, it's okay. Like, I'm just like a sweet baby in here. Yeah. You know, like, how can I take care of myself? How can I be kind to myself today? Because you know what? Maybe today is going to be a day of pain. And that's okay. However this goes, it's okay. I love that. That is the most freeing thought. It takes away all the charge. Can you just feel it in your body when you go, whatever? Yeah. What can I do? It's surrender and acceptance, essentially. Yeah. However this goes, I'm going to be all right. You know, or maybe I won't be all right. Maybe today's going to be a bad day and I'm only going to make it through halfway before I have to get into bed, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow will be 1% better if I just work this program. Wow. So how long is the, is the turnaround usually? Is it just different for everyone? From like the second that someone walks into your office until – or ro- rolls into your office. Right. Crawls. <laughs> yeah. To, drags. So when they walk out, you know, regal like the queen of the jungle. Well – that's a dangerous question, so I don't answer it. Okay, that's a fair yeah. answer. Yeah, and the reason is because clock watchers, clock watchers send the wrong system signal to their nervous system. Right. Sure. So, um, what you can't care, it's right? Because however, because yeah. however this goes, it's an illusion. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> however this goes, it's okay for you. Um, Am I doing it? Am I okay? Am yeah. I going to be okay? Cool. You're coming at me with a little fear. <laughs> I mean, here, here's the best way for me to answer that. Okay, it's like this: you're you're already well. Yeah. The moment you get this, what I'm saying, you're already well. Now you just need to heal. So it's okay. It's good. 
you know, like you're going to keep feeling better if you do this. That I can promise you. You will be on a trajectory. And here's the way I explain it. The path to healing is a path up the mountain, but it's not directly up a mountain. It's concentric circles around the mountain, right? So you're going to reach the same issue that you had last week, last month, last year. I promise you, if you're living your life by these, you know, these theories, this philosophy, you will look back at that person and you will say, all right, I'm here again, but I'm farther up the mountain. Mm. I'm far, I have perspective that I didn't have. I have calmness, maybe even 1% more than I had last time this person did this to me and it triggered me. And I'm going to be okay. Well, I feel like there's two things to say about that. The first is that like we continuously learn the same lesson yes. in, on different levels, probably throughout our lifetime, I kind of think. Just because yeah. based on our like blueprint. Yeah. The, the thing is, is like it, it's, it teaches you a different way to look at life. That's why I say shake the edge of sketch. Because like you're, you're always – we as people are always striving to be better. We all want to be done, by the way. We want to be healed. We want to be done. We want to check the box and like we're fine now. That is just not the way the world works. That's not the way human life works. Yeah. You know, there might be a cure for chronic pain because chronic pain is an epidemic of fear, but there is no cure for being human. Yeah. And that's the problem, by the way. And so the best you can hope for is, however this goes, it's okay for me. I'm going to do what I need to do for myself, and I'm going to walk this path up the mountain. And you will continually arrive. And and you'll say, I cannot believe I'm here again. Yeah. I can't believe that friggin' person or that thing is making me all upset again. I think that the, the, what you're saying is so tied to that. Like, I, I think that I could be having a day where I'm having like a bum feeling or whatever. I'm learning the same lesson. Some shitty thing is happening. Yeah. And I take, and I'm like, I'm feeling it in my body. Yeah. I like, can feel the tears starting to come. I yeah. feel so small and like weird and like I want to crawl under the ground. And I'll just do like a quick gratitude thing, literally yes. five of them. And it's crazy. Crazy, miraculous, insane, how quickly just thanking the hardship can be or anything like, like, I'm so grateful that I'm getting this lesson again because this time I'm not going to react in the same way or whatever. Like that energy in five minutes can trans completely change your entire day, month, like whatever. So to me, that's essentially journal speak, right? And so it's, there's different kinds of gratitude and some people use gratitude the wrong way. Because some people just want to look on the bright side and, oh my God, it's totally fine with me that she totally fucked me over. No, it's not, actually. (laughs) It's never fine with you. But but if you can say, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to see that I've walked into this situation yet again. Mm -hmm. Thank you for allowing me to learn this lesson again because this time I'm actually going to really try to learn it. Yeah. You know, and that to me is journal speak because that's being honest with yourself. Yeah. Instead of shoving it away, you're letting it be totally present and sitting with it. Yeah. And you can, even if it's not in your physical body, even if it's like in your aura, you can feel that. Absolutely. And anxiety can be felt very physically. Mm -hmm. So some people don't have chronic blank, you know, whatever it is, but they're just, they feel this like tightness in their chest or they feel this, you know, in their throat or they just feel this general feeling of not being okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you walk around feeling like I'm in danger. Or I'm in trouble. Yeah. Or I'm wrong. Yeah. Like all day. I'm, I'm going to get found out. That's right. Imposter syndrome. Yeah. Is a, is a big problem. Yeah. And I say, then just say, okay, here you are. Here we are, you and me. Like I want people to operate with more love for themselves. Yeah. We are shaming ourselves day in and day out in this society and it is so counterproductive to health. Yeah. Patience and kindness for yourself. Believe that a, an emotional exercise can cure a physical condition because it totally freaking can. It can and it does over and over again. I've seen it. I work with people all over the world. Every walk of life, every situation in life, they heal the same. So is that the third? So you said it's the believe, believe, do do the the work, work. and patience and kindness for yourself. So how do we practice that part? That also has a lot to do with giving up (laughs) the whatever, the however it goes, it's okay for me. Okay. Because it's just like, it's like a deflation. It's like, I'm okay. You know, I don't have to be so good all the time. I don't have to tell myself I'm such a failure all the time because like I ate a donut, <laughs> you know, or whatever it yeah. is that like will cause you to shame yourself. You know, oh, like sometimes you have an awkward interaction with somebody and you're like, oh, I'm such an idiot. Like this is not helping, mm-hmm. you know, right. like operate from a place of, and here's another thing I tell people, pick someone for whom you have a warm feeling could be an, a dog. It could be a cat. It could be a, you know, a kid you know or a, your best friend. Would you talk to them that way? 
Right. You know, because I say to people who have trouble with self-compassion and they say, no, I can't do that. I say, okay, every time you have a totally shitty thought about yourself, you have to press the pause and call the person you love the most and say that to them about themselves. (laughs) Would you do it? And people are like, no, my God, I would never do that. And I'm like, then you're not allowed anymore because it's not helping you. Yeah. You know, fear doesn't make us safe and anger doesn't make us stronger. And self-deprecation doesn't make us more successful. And people need to get that. Put that on a bumper sticker. Right? I just have to to say that in this opioid crisis (laughs) Mm -hmm. that we're living in, um, so many people that I know have, you know, struggled with it, died from it. Yeah. A lot of that shit is going around. I just feel like this work is more important than ever because people really need to be doing that. So let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. Because I feel very passionately about that. The level of heroin addiction having to do with people who are not the typical heroin addicts, kids who have an injury in high school. This is how half of my friends got addicted. Yes. I have to say that opioid medication does not help chronic pain at all. Yeah. Listen, if you have a flesh wound, right, that is so excruciating and you need to like survive for like the six days that it takes for it to heal enough for you to breathe – I understand short-term, very controlled use of opioid medications. After that, it's just about drug addiction. Yeah. It doesn't help any sort of chronic issue. I've, I've just watched it happen again and again. It's so important that people know they have another choice. Yeah. Yeah. Is that part of your practice, um, the recovery from that addiction? I don't deal with addiction recovery because addiction recovery is something so complicated that I feel like it needs to happen in tandem with my work. Okay. Because mm-hmm. if you're a serious addict, I can't get underneath that. Yeah. But I work with a lot of people in recovery, though, okay. who have who have gotten a hold and are actually physically abstinent but are trying not to have to reuse. Because yeah. the truth is what, what happens with opioids more than anything is it makes you not feel your feelings. Yeah. Opioids don't necessarily take away your cloud, physical pain. Cloud life. Yeah, but it will take away your emotional. You just don't feel yeah. while you're high. Yeah. That's what people need to learn to live without. Yeah. You know, and then their chronic pain goes away because, of course, it was a result of mind-body issues. It's so interesting, all your work. It, um, it's really bringing up for me the one of the main pillars of course in miracles and that a shift mm-hmm. in perception yes brings a miracle yes and i am willing to look at this differently I'm willing to look at this differently yes. it's it's beautiful how it's so tactile but also it has such a, a spiritual element to it if you see if you choose to look at it that way you know and that's an excellent point and that's something that i really want people to hear what we apply as spiritual principles can be incredibly healing, but people don't know that it can affect your physical pain. You need to make that connection in order for it to work Mm -hmm. because the shift in perception must be, if I do this journal speak work, I will no longer be in pain. And I believe that then your nervous system has an opening to allow it to affect what you're suffering with. Mm -hmm. I think some people hear that kind of, um, you know, spiritual advice, you know, a shift in perspective can change a situation, but they don't think or know that it could also change their physical pain. And I seek to invite people to say, it is possible for you. And so apply it, you know, take your laser focus in addition to your spiritual life and put it there and you will see the most amazing changes and transformations in your body. And then let your body be your proof, right? Once you start seeing it in your own body, you're like, holy shit, this really works. Yeah. Yeah. There's so nothing incredible. more powerful than that. Yes. The work you're doing is so inspiring and so important that, as Steph said, in this day of an age of opioid crisis and in also with the lack of support that we get from our government systems mm-hmm. to support our health. That's which is right. so much of a reason why Stephanie and I do this show is because because we're doctors because we're doctors. No, that, you play that, one on TV. Yeah, that, God willing, <laughs> I'll take it. Is What's that, that? You want to cast me in a procedural? Sure. Um, is it streaming? Yeah. Um, is that you know the the as I said the systems that we have in place in this country are are not leaning towards supporting our health, so it is imperative that we are our own advocates for health yes and this is something that gives us control yeah this is something anybody can do yeah you tell our listeners where they can find all your work okay so the best thing to do is start with my website which is the cure for chronic pain.com on my resources page is links to my youtube channel my podcast 
my online course is a tab on the website. Um, this thing says take the course. And then I also have a consulting practice. So I don't see patient, I don't see new patients anymore because I'm just my my goal right now is to bring this message to the global community because as Elizabeth was saying, everyone needs access to this. Okay, so we're not getting that much help from the outside. Right. So we need to help ourselves. So I've kind of closed my practice to new patients, but I do do a, con- a, a small consulting practice so people can send me a history and then I talk to them for an hour. And I'm still currently doing that. I don't know how long I'm going to be doing that. Like but a check-in and a jump-off? Yes, exactly. Like I'm going to get them started yeah. and like put them on their way. If you would like to be apprised of the stuff that I'm doing, go to my website and on the homepage is a, a place where you can sign up to get the first lesson of my course for free. And if you sign up, you're going to get the lesson for free and then I'm going to have your email so I can contact you. I'm also doing a five-day retreat at the Omega Institute in upstate New York. If people have heard of Omega, it's just this magical place. It's like going to sleepaway camp for grownups. Fun. And it's like this huge campus with like this beautiful cafeteria with like organic whole food and um, yoga and meditation. And you stay in cabins and you take retreats. You take courses while you're there. And I'm offering a five-day retreat that is going to be available on March 1st to sign up for at omega.com. And it's going to be called From Chronic Pain to Celebrating Life. And it's I have the most amazing people coming. I have shamans and healers and, and love yoga instructors and uh, Ayurvedic healers. And it's just going to be a really transformative experience. That so magical. please come, yeah. you guys, please come. It's we really, it's really going to be like amazing. What and are also the dates of it? July 21st through the 26th okay. Watch this summer. The space. Yeah. Watch we'll the space. Let you, you all know. Yes. And so, uh, and I'll be um, like putting that information out for anybody who signs onto the first uh, lesson free. I'll be inspiring them to sign up or whatever. And, um, and I have a book. It's called The Meaning of Truth. You can get it on Amazon. We have it right here. Yes. Can't you see it? <laughs> yeah. Um, through the microphone. And uh, yeah. And so it's um, – and, and just like, oh, here's what I can say to people. There's so much that I have out there that's free. If you can't afford to take an online course or to go to an Omega retreat – just go on my YouTube channel. I have um, four videos on my YouTube channel called Healing Yourself 1 Through 4. It teaches you exactly how to do this for yourself. Yeah. And Oh, and I have a, pro- a closed group on Facebook called Journal Speak with Nicole Sachs LCSW. It's totally closed group. Some people get scared of Facebook and they think like if they post something on Facebook, everyone in the world's going to see. The way a closed group works is you have to ask to be a member and then I am the administrator and I say yes. And then the only people who see your post are the people who are literally on the page. And so it's it's private. And there's a really supportive, lovely community there of people asking questions and helping. And then I go there and try to help too when I can. Beautiful. So yeah. So that's Thank how to find so me. Much. Thank you so Nicole much, Sachs. Nicole. What a great conversation. Dropping truth yes. that we know in our hearts to be true. Well, you're very Thank welcome. You. I'm so happy to be here. Roses and thorns. No idea. It's roses and thorns. We're talking about R. Kelly. Oh no. Too soon, or is mm. it too late, folks? Too late. You decide. Late. Um, it's a birthday, roses and thorns. We don't have anything special planned except regular roses. Regular and thorns. roses and thorns. I'll lead up. I'll start. Cool. I revisited last night an episode of The Bachelor because nothing screams single like reality television about 23-year-olds falling in love. Being delusional. (laughs) And uh, let me tell you, there is something that is a rosy, rosy thing on that show, and it is that (laughs) there's a girl whose job, you know how they do like the job descriptions? Her job is that she's never been kissed, meaning she's 23 years old. Like at the bottom, that's like her byline? Yeah. She's 23 years old, and she has never kissed a guy. And she's talking to him about, like, her other relationships. And I'm just like, her whole vibe is like, I've never been kissed, but I have done anal. It's like, what? I mean, it's not. Really? I was like, like, but how have you, like, gone your whole life? Is that real or is that just, like, her like, gimmick? I texted Allie, our friend who's the like producer. the lead producer on that show. And I was like, Al, like, tell me the truth. Like, I need the tea. Like, come on. That's impossible. You don't go. She's a pretty girl. You don't go, like. Or she's just a girl in general. Like, it doesn't matter. It's impossible to, like, she's like, I swear it's true. And I guess he's a virgin, too. Right. He's a 26-year-old virgin. Yeah. So all these girls who are, like, also virginal are, like, why, America, why do we want to watch a mid-20s virginal man? It's upsetting to me. I thought we are in the time of sexual liberation. Here's the thing. And getting fingered on rides in middle school. 
for those by of age us appropriate people who've been with this show for long enough know my affinity towards reality you television. Hate the Bachelor. I draw the line at the Bachelor. I, I can't with it. I know. I mean, it's really fucking great, though. It's it's. I'm I'm not gonna watch any more of it. But I just need to like tap in and <laughs> tap out tap and tap out. Sometimes I need to know what's going on in the culture. And uh, yeah, my rose has never been kissed. Great. Same. Great movie. <laughs> Same, but not in my life, just in the last nine to ten months. <laughs> that's so not true. I know. LOL. I know. That's not your that's your gimmick. <laughs> yeah. Oops, they haven't been kissed. What's like the vibe on like telling guys that you're with how many guys that you've been with? I don't know if that's necessary. Right, because I feel like I would really scare someone away. There's, like, the theory that, like, men always double it and women always cut it in half. Okay, so, but still cutting mine in half would be, like, in the 30s. I need to, like, cut it in fourths. (laughs) But then I'm like, if I say 12, it's like, you've only slept with 12 people and you're 33, what are you, some sort of prude? I just think that, like, for anyone that has the mystery. Just slept with 12 people, no judgment. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like that. It's. I, I think it's personal to everybody, and if it's sacred to you, I mean, who the fuck cares? Sacred? What are you talking about? Half of it was in a blackout. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> it was sacred experience. LOL. Who am I talking to? No, I mean, I don't know. I think that like no one needs to know that number. Right. I just think that there's like a stigma around it that we haven't quite broken through yet. When I was doing stand up, I would always be like, it's less than 50, it's less than 100, but more than 50. And the audience, I would could hear them being like, <gasps> gas. But I'm like, I'm in my 30s. Like, live your life. What I've been single for pretty much ever. Like, what do you think this one is? One must be entertained. But I feel, <laughs> one must. <laughs> but I feel like if someone was to ask me, like a guy I was dating would be to ask me, and I would have a bad poker face. I'd be like, um, like saying you lost count is equally as bad as saying a high number because you lost count yeah. implies like that leaves it. To I the, don't even know how to like properly like. But I have stopped counting. Yeah, but like, how do you? Yeah, poker face, all of it. It's rough. It doesn't matter. We're here now. How about that as an answer? I love that answer. <laughs> that is mindful. Yeah. That is connected. Everyone that's ever been inside of me has led me to you. <laughs> Head stuff. That's so funny. I'm just working on manifesting a boyfriend and I'm just checking off all the boxes of possible snafus. Right. And the amount <laughs> just of- like working through like choose your own adventure conversations. Like, I'm like, but I'm a way. butt virgin. Like <laughs> just throw that in. Perfect. <laughs> that, that's Smart. not marriage material, then I don't know what is. You Husband should see hall. me. You should see me. Yeah. You should see me throw together a bowl of stuff. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, yes. Um, Speaking of bowls of stuff, (laughs) I really need to shout out our Lord Savior Thrive Market. Oh, me too. As we touched on last week, I've been in a little bit of like a displacement out of my apartment due to suspected mold. Is this a thorn? Oh, yeah. And it's really like the – actually, it's a thorn and a rose. Okay. Multi-level. Okay. My reactivity has been – highly highly tested Mm. in this time Mm. to the point of like I feel very stirred up and angry and for lack of a better word almost like victimized by my apartment (laughs) and like those who manage it yeah because it just you know my health has been involved it's just been like this roller coaster scenario yeah I do see the bigger picture though and that like that was probably the only way I would ever leave that apartment. I've been there seven and a half years. It's yeah. like been time to go for a minute. Yeah. But I think I needed like a bit of like a like a minor catastrophic like get out now because your health depends on it yeah. moment in yeah. order for it to actually like kick me in the pants to leave. So like yeah. I see all of that, but I've been very stirred up. That being said, something that um, has been really nice, which we talk about a lot, is the convenience of Thrive Market and mm-hmm. this they are a partner, but I'm being really real right now. Yeah. Like my boyfriend, who's been incredible, who's just like, stay here, live here, it's yours, let's do this. He has two boy roommates. It's like a boy house. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> he is honestly fucking amazing. I'm very grateful. Um, and so I just ordered a whole bunch of shit from Thrive to like meet me at the house. And what a joyful discovery for when you got there to feel at home. It's so good. It's been really nice sharing my my uh, 
dry goods with the boys. <laughs> yeah. Right? How <laughs> yeah. like inspired are they? They're like, loving it. They're, they're like, using oh, the Thrive the Market MCT oil every morning. I love that. The Thrive Market coffee. I feel like I've like really like donated to like the good of the group. I'm like, here I have three options of coffee, MCT oil, some um like creamer uh Khalifa Farms. Like, yeah. let's do this. Like, here's my offering to the group. I love that. It's been really nice. Um, and so I just wanted to shout Thrive out for their amazing convenience and also the money saving of it all because I'm about to move and that's expensive. And you know what else is really exciting? We have a code. We have a code for our listeners. Guys, Thrive Market has changed our life. I'm not exaggerating in any way. It is the joy of my week when I receive my Thrive Box. I use the app. Elizabeth was talking about it forever and I was like, stop trying to be a know-it-all. But you know what? She... (laughs) does know it all and I was dumb not to listen and I suggest you guys take a tip from her and now me who's shoving it down your throat. Thrivemarket.com slash retrograde you'll get 25% off your first order and free trial and it's a membership basis so it's like $60 for the whole year. It's as we say it's like a Costco for Whole Foods. It's so worth it. It's amazing. So that's that but yeah so that's all getting worked out. It's just been an interesting moment of like I've been I found myself getting stirred up really easily. Right. But I also think that you need to be like careful in your brain where it's like just because you know that you needed to move doesn't mean doesn't excuse the behavior of the people that run your apartment complex. Yeah. So I feel like that's also what you're grappling with, where you're like, maybe I just need to take this one on the chin. Maybe yeah. I just need to be like, this is my universal gift. But like it's also there's a justice that needs to happen totally. in this process. I'm like I'm I'm sussing it out. We're gonna stay tuned. I'm really curious to see what happens. I'm really upset with the way they've handled it. I liked your landlord that one time. I thought he was kind of hot when yeah. he was setting the rat traps. Nothing turns me on like killing rats in a kitchen. Like a man taking charge over a rodent situation. <laughs> you know, I think about it. There's really been some ups and downs in that space. Yeah, there. But also the birth. Speaking of birthdays, the birth of That's a Retrograde literally happened on that porch. It's been a magical time. We shot Closet Rich videos in there. That was Closet Rich headquarters. It was. A lot happened there, so I a understand. A lot happened there. But I think it's now, especially with like the new moon and what we're moving into, it's like time to just be grateful for what was and look to what is and create an even better space Amen. for you as you are now in your 30s. And me as I am in my 30s to be there with you. (laughs) Yay. I love that. Wow, you guys. Thank you so much to Nicole Sachs. I am just – we were honored to have her on the show. What a light. I think that the message that she is putting out there is like needs to expand and I hope that – this show plays a little role in that because, like, she is a powerhouse. Agree. For sure. Agree. And um, you're a little powerhouse, Steph Simbari. You are. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of us. I can't believe that it's been four years and, like, everything that's fucking happened. I recently was asked about, like, what I do for a living and, like, what joy it sparks or whatever the fuck. And I was like, <laughs> what What does it? And it's, it's really the, my favorite thing for so long. I feel like – my skill was connecting people mm-hmm. and that's really hard to like monetize in your 20s or like even understand or put into words. Yeah. And what this show has done is given me like a, almost like a portal for that. Mm-hmm. And it's like connecting with our listeners, connecting ideas to our audience, connecting with our guests, like connecting. It's just been like this magnification of what I love to do so much and obviously I get to do it with my best friend and it's just really magical so Elizabeth Cotter a little connector hi and I get to be funny and I don't have to do stand <laughs> even though I am doing it February 12th in, in downtown LA. LA we'll post about it if you'd like to come on the website <laughs> check out our episode notes we're getting really comprehensive with that so that's retrograde.com and um yeah namaste listening happy birthday Yay! Thank you to everyone at Thrive Market for partnering with That's So Retrograde today. Head over to thrivemarket.com slash retrograde and get 25% off your first order plus a free month. Thanks, Thrive. Yes, That's So Retrograde.